So uh, I was just looking and checking to see my karma, and I noticed it is my cake day. <gasps> Happy cake day! Yay! Uh, for people who don't know, it is like your account's birthday, and every time you post, it's a little cake next to your name, so people call it your cake day. Cake day, cake day. I used to think it was your actual birthday. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could call that, and you get cake. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a thing, a definite thing. How was your wheat be? Oh, pretty good. I am... Ex- I am... Somewhat excited, hesitantly, about the Animorphs movie that was announced. (laughs) I saw that. I was like, oh my god, Morgan's going to be so happy. (laughs) However, the uh, Artemis Fowl movie just came out, and I didn't read those books. My husband did, and he was very disappointed, and now I'm very nervous. I'm imagining it being like that um, Power Ranger movie from like a few years ago that was bad. Yeah. Real talk, I never really rated the Artemis Fowl books. I thought they were a bit too smug for their own good. Mm. Like, there, there is a danger with uh, making your protagonist a master thief and hacker at 12 years old. <laughs> it just, it makes your protagonist the most unlikable, annoying douchebag that you ever had the misfortune to meet. And for some people, while that might be exciting and edgy, for me it was just really irritating. Yeah, so. it would probably be my jam. I, I really dig like fantasy elements in modern day stuff, and we don't really have that much uh, good examples of that. Yeah, looking at you, bright, not a good movie. Oh God, man, I I tend to stay away from magic realism. Um, it it makes me nervous, and people are always trying to do quote unquote realistic edgy stuff yeah in in magic realism and it's like dude stop i think the best example of something that got that right and i know people hate this movie and i really don't understand why constantine with keanu oh yeah that movie nails it it's so good i love that film um and there's been this like renaissance for this movie because Keanu Reeves said he really wishes he could have done the second mm-hmm. one because he was like I loved being Constantine I thought that movie was great I really enjoyed it it's like my favorite character um and people are re-watching it and going actually this film is not as bad as everybody said it was it's it's very cool well especially now like I am I have made it no secret that I'm a fan of Alien versus Predator I think it's a competent film <laughs> There's yeah. some interesting cinematography going on, and it's a competent film, but maybe I'm just saying that because I have seen Prometheus and Alien Covenant, so maybe God, we're Prometheus. just like, oh yeah, this is way better than Bright or whatever. <laughs> like, No, and like, Tilda Swinton as the Angel Gabriel was like, yes. perfect casting, Very so good. good. Like, there's so many great things in that film that people forget about. I think everybody should just go and watch Keanu Reeves' Constantine again. Like right now, go and do it now. Pause the podcast. Come back because you will you will come back with a deeper appreciation for that movie. I promise you. Well, now that you're back from watching the movie, <laughs> welcome back. Welcome. How did you enjoy Constantine? <laughs> welcome to Are You Serious, a podcast uh, about terrible Reddit relationships. I forgot our intro because I was thinking about Constantine. Of course you were. I am Morgan. I'm Esme. Uh, this is episode fourteen. Ooh, is it fourteen? 
I think so. It's 15. 15? Yes. Oh no, I've already lost count. <laughs> it is episode 15. This is terrible. I've only been doing this for two episodes <laughs> and I've already lost count. This is bad. So this first one I have is, am I the asshole for telling my roommate to leave my dog alone? <laughs> and the dog, um, before I start reading it, is it called a canary mastiff? And I'm going to paste that? pictures in the chat please do because i i i'm not very good at dog breeds it's like big dog small dog bitey dog (laughs) is kind of how i understand dogs to be yorkshire terrier (laughs) and that's personal personally invested in yorkshire terriers i was surprised when i moved to america exactly how many people own yorkshire terriers (laughs) yeah yeah that's a favorite brand i'm like dang i see more of them here than i ever did in yorkshire there you go Okay, there it is. Holy crap. That's a bitey dog. He's a big beefy boy. He's a big beef boy. He's got, for people who uh, can't be bothered to Google, (laughs) it's got like a droopy little snout. It's got a body like a pit bull, but a droopy face like an elongated pug face uh, and pointy ears and a little tail. He's quite sweet looking, but he would bite your face off. (laughs) Let's let's be honest. Here's another one. Um, And... This one looks like a panther. Oh, God! It's like a, a jaguar panther. That looks like a child's bad drawing of a big cat. <laughs> like. <laughs> oh, my God, that's horrifying. I would not want that running up towards me in a park. I'd be, I'd be certain that the bar guest was coming to take my soul. That's awful. <laughs> well, that's kind of the point, it turns out. Oh, God. I have a canary mastiff, Tubbs. Tubbs. He's a big guy, and I got him because he fits me. I want a dog that will be a guard dog, intimidating to protect against intruders. Oh no. He's not a puppy, and he's not a lap dog. I don't baby talk him or treat him like a little child. I feed him home-cooked meals with fresh meat every day, take him on walks and runs all the time, give him toys to play with for designated playtimes, but it's usually just a practical toy, it being the dog. Not a teddy bear. Point is, I take care of him and treat him like a respected adult, like I'm hanging out with another man. But my roommate, Anne, thinks he's just a big teddy bear. She's always petting him and giving him kisses, baby talking him, getting him stuffed animals, etc. I've asked her to stop. I don't want Tubbs becoming so friendly that he will be nullified as a guard dog. That if she wants to baby talk a dog, get her own. I want mine treated like he's competent. Anne agreed, but I would still catch her baby-talking him. The other day I went to get some groceries, came back, and saw she had him on her bed watching movies like they were having some sleepover. I called Tubbs to me and told Anne to leave him alone. He's not her dog, and she needs to get her own. She started crying, and for the last couple of days she doesn't talk to me. He's my dog, and I want him raised my way. Is this such a terrible request? Your way of raising your dog is weird, dude. (laughs) It's very weirdly macho? Yes. (laughs) Like, there's something very unsettling about the way he describes raising this dog. He feeds him fresh meat, every like actual home-cooked meals every day. Well, that's okay, fine, I guess. Yeah, I know someone who does that for their dog. Sure. But, like, not wanting to give him love and affection is bizarre. What, number one, why did you call your dog Tubbs, which is like the most adorable name for for a big dog ever, and then get surprised when people want to treat him like an adorable dog? I also I also do have a problem with people raising their dogs to be aggressive. Yes, 
Well, it doesn't seem like he is. He doesn't know how to train a dog and he doesn't know how to bond with a dog. Like if you are friendly to the dog, they will protect you. If someone in- yeah. comes into their house at night, he's going to protect Anne because <laughs> he likes Anne. Yeah. If you're training a dog to be antisocial, what you're really teaching them is that no human can be trusted. All humans are potentially threatening, including yourself. Yeah. This is how people get like, this is how this perception of pit bulls being really vicious and terrible has, has come around. I'm not saying that, you know, all pit bulls are awful. Please don't send me hate mail. Uh, but pit bulls are aggressive dogs. And if you do not treat them right, and if you do not train them properly, they will bite anybody, including your children, including you. So if you're not training the dog properly, what essentially you have in your house is a sentient weapon. Yeah. That's bad. And he clearly has some sort of issues with his own masculinity wrapped up in this dog. Yeah. Like the description of him sitting on her bed watching movies like they were having some sleepover. Like that's going to nullify his effectiveness is so weird. Like, and, and when he says, I got this dog, and honestly, now I'm telling you to Google this dog, Canary Mastiff. I got this dog because he fits me. He mm. fits my personality. Yes. Is very like, it's like saying, I'm just like this big aggressive dog. And yeah, that's very strange. Yeah, I, I can't stand it when people get do- dogs or pets in general as status symbols. Because Oof, they yeah. are living, breathing human beings. Like how when Easter comes around... Well, they're not human beings. <laughs> they're living, breathing <laughs> beings. And um, like when Easter rolls around, they have to stop selling bunnies at pet stores because they will get them as little cute Easter presents and then bring them back when Easter is over. Right. It's like the Christmas puppy rush, yeah. isn't it? Um, yeah, so... Yeah, you have to you have to treat your animal with respect, right? You have to show it you have to show it how to behave the way that you want it to behave. And if you want that animal to trust you, you have to be kind to it. Like there is I know that my my cat is incredibly sociable. That's just the 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 personality that he has. He will come up to a stranger who walks in the house, shout at them, give them a sniff, let them rub the tummy <laughs> and then off he goes but for a dog lots of dogs have issues with with strangers and you know you don't want that dog to be turning on your friend yeah and and dogs are social animals like you can't i also get really upset when people have quote-unquote outdoor dogs it's like yeah you can't bring a dog into your house then you need to not get a dog it's you know if you have a lot of land and the dogs prefer to be outside fine if you bathe them and you play with them and you love them that's okay but if it's a dog that is like basically outside because it's feral and you've just let it be wild outside that's a problem just uh, i feel like he has never owned a dog before yeah clearly and i don't see anything wrong with the way that she's treating the dog yeah, it's not like she's feeding him things that he doesn't want fed to him. Right, she's she's not giving him marshmallows and stuff. Do you know what I mean? She's not beating the yeah. dog. She's being she's being really loving to it and kind. I wouldn't be surprised if he sought her out. Like, she's just laying on her bed and he just comes up to her because that's the only time he gets attention. 
That is that is also incredibly weird that he just goes into her room. Like the the human, not the dog. <laughs> I know that some people have a very kind of open roommate relationship, but that's her private time. That's her place. That's what she pays rent for, right? You can't just walk into her room. I assume the door was open. I would assume so, yeah. but still. Um, I really like this comment. You mean he should treat Tubbs like a dog instead of like the unsullied? And someone responded, <laughs> you know there's no way this dog is neutered. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that's a great comment. I love that. Like, this guy's got some issues. Major issues? What is wrong with him? Like, let her play with the dog, learn about dogs, and how to train them. Although, maybe you shouldn't because you would train your dog to be aggressive. Like, it sounds like he just got the dog and then bare minimum trained him, like potty trained him, and then is like... And now I'm going to be a good role model and be masculine and manly around him. And he'll naturally learn how to become a guard dog from my good example. Yeah. I also don't like the way that he calls the dog a practical toy. Yeah. That's... Like, I, I, I don't like that at all. Like, a pet is is a, a, an intelligent creature that you share your home with. It's in no way a toy. Like... It's weird. It's weird. Mm. I have bad vibes about this all yeah. round. And it doesn't sound like Tubbs is aggressive because, uh, you know, it says Anne thinks he's just a big teddy bear. So hopefully he's okay <laughs> in this situation. His owner yeah, just he's... needs to think about his own identity and masculinity for a little while. <laughs> oh, some boys are so fragile, aren't they? Yeah. Bless him. Yeah. So hopefully also, like, he made... And start crying, so I'm assuming he said more stuff than he's letting on. Yeah, and and it it is really hurt, especially when you when you pay rent somewhere and you you live with somebody and you think you know them. It's quite hurtful for them to say, "Leave my dog alone," when you're not doing anything wrong. Yeah, it's like the dog's in the house. I'm gonna interact with the dog like he is a dog. <laughs> you're meant to interact with them. Like, if it's a cat, you can just let them do whatever. But well, unless it's yes. my cat. <laughs> Um, he just wants to be in my business 24-7. What you doing? 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 Let me bite this. What you doing? Yeah. That's, that's Neo. <laughs> Cora, meanwhile, just sleeps on my pillow all day in, in my, in the bedroom and comes out at night to yell at us so she'll, she can go outside. <laughs> <laughs> I love Cora's scraggly yell. It's like, human, human, out. <laughs> Um, yeah, so hopefully, I don't think anybody is being, it's not an emergency situation, I suppose. No. But yeah, he needs therapy. Like, probably not gonna get it, because that's not manly enough. No, not manly. <laughs> Very unmanly to go and talk about your feelings with a professional. I also, this is a breed that people tend to clip ears a lot and dock tails, mm. and I can't with that. No, no. The only thing you should Body modification is dew claw removal, because sometimes those can be, um, like, it's like a thumb that dogs have that can mm -hmm. actually tear and get caught on stuff. We had a dog we adopted who had them, and he would get them caught on the carpet and kind of rip them, which was painful for him. And then getting spayed or neutered. Those are the things you get. Oh, God. I've never... Okay, so I've never owned a dog, and my sister-in-law and um and brother-in-law asked me to babysit their dog this was a couple of years ago while they were away for a weekend this was also before i had the cat i would never have said just if i had the cat oh so he was coming over they to have your this house? yeah so they have this absolutely lovable dopey mutt 
called Bailey. She is the sweetest. She just runs around smiling at you all the time, tail wagging, wants to be on the bed with you, like all that good dog stuff. Well, she'd been in my house for two hours when she was playing uh, on the rug and I looked down and her foot was just bleeding, like all over the place. She'd been groomed and clipped that day. So I'm looking down, I'm freaking out. I'm like, oh my God, what is going on with this dog? How is this dog hurt its foot already? I'm going to have to call them home. And they literally just set off to wherever they're going. And I, I don't know what to do. So I put Bailey in on the tile and I was cleaning up her paw and I was, oh, it's okay, Bailey. It's okay, babe. She was fine. Yeah. And it turned out that one of the claws that had been clipped had a tiny little snag on it. So when she'd been playing on the oh. rug, she caught it. And, and pulled the nail. But I was just so beside myself mm. <laughs> that I had mortally wounded my sister-in-law's dog. <laughs> and I texted them. I was like, Bailey's foot is bleeding. I don't know what to do. They were like, oh, it'll be fine. <laughs> I, just, I was just... like watching her like a hawk all night. Like, are you okay? Do you need anything? Can I help you? <laughs> like running around cleaning up blood spots after it. Oh my God. It was so, so awful. Yeah, I've always had dogs growing up and my mom will do all the grooming. So like give them a bath, clip their nails. And we had one dog who all of her claws or nails, I guess, were white, except she had one black one, so you couldn't see where the quick was. And that one, my mom always hated if she clipped the quick, so she left that one a little bit longer than the other ones, because it can, you can, yeah. it can bleed for a while. That's a big danger for cats as well when you're trying to clip their nails, is if you cut to the quick, you can, they can bleed out. <laughs> like, it's, it's pretty bad. Um, so when you're clipping your cat's nails, always be sure that you are c- clipping very small amounts at a time do not try and get your whole cat's claw in one swoop because they will fight you and you're gonna you're gonna cause them to bleed both of you will bleed (laughs) everybody's gonna bleed in this situation ideally when you're cutting cat nails you only want you to bleed so yeah and i've always had cats maybe it's just because they're indoor outdoor so if they want to scratch they can go scratch a fence or a tree somewhere right but i've never clipped my cat's nails in my life oh Neo's a little pampered prince and he's not allowed outside, so I have to clip his nails and he does not enjoy that at all. He only likes it when my husband is like holding him in a death grip. He just starts to purr and then I'm like, clip, 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 clip. And then he runs off. But yeah, he's not. Every time he sees the clippers come out, he's like, wait. They have these. Those for me? These like, they're little sheaths that you can get put over their nails. Yeah. Like a little manicure and you can get different colors and then they just fall off when the nail has grown out to keep them from scratching your furniture and stuff. Yeah, they do have those cats. Indoor cats are weird, man. Yeah. Ours, she's she's indoor outdoor, so she just goes and scratches a tree. One time I was following her um, when we had just moved to like make sure she didn't cross the street or something. And she tried to jump up this huge tree. It was about three feet around. Uh, <laughs> and she just ran up the tree and hugged it at about five feet off the ground and just sat there and was like, okay, now what? What do I do? (laughs) I'm a strong independent cat. I don't need any help. And just like looked at me like, okay, you can leave. I'm fine. (laughs) Yeah, this is is exactly how I planned it. (sighs) Yeah, so I... I, uh... I, I don't think there's an emergency situation here, but uh, he needs to talk to someone. Sort his priorities out. This is not the end of the world if your housemate cuddles your dog. 
Come on now. First world problems, my dude. I know. I read the title and I was all ready to be like, yes, you are, you're in the right here. But then he managed to turn it around. So. Kudos. (laughs) Okay. This next one, um, I actually found from a different post, um, that was related and it's from at least eight months ago. Okay. It is in the before times. In the before times. And it's a relationship advice post. There are no ages. Oh no. My fiance is obsessed with soap and it may ruin our relationship. Please help. Hmm. Obsessed how? (laughs) Like, is he eating it? No, this is not a joke. This is my first time posting on this sub. I am on mobile and I'm at my wits end here. Backstory. I love my fiance. She's a good person. She is fun. She makes me laugh. She's the person that I want to spend the rest of my life with. Except for dot dot dot. This one quirk. (laughs) She is obsessed with soap. Not in a germaphobe way, but with buying it. We have little hand soaps and soap bars shaped like various things everywhere in our house. If there is water, you best believe there is a weird amount of soap nearby. (laughs) At first, I thought it was cute. I would get her a bar of soap from Lush. If you don't know what Lush is, it's like organic skincare and soaps. Very expensive. I love Lush so much. (laughs) You can smell it all down the street. Like, you know know when you've walked down a street with a Lush on it? Because the scent just hits you and you're like, aha! (laughs) (laughs) You can follow your nose to the store. So I would get her a bar of soap from Lush and she'd love it. She was happy. I was happy. Then we moved in together almost a year ago. When we combined things, I guess I didn't realize just how much soaps and scrubs she had. As of right now, there are currently 12, 12 bars of soap in our bathroom alone. Seven of them opened and half used, and that's just one bathroom. It's not even the clutter that it causes, it's the money. Any craft fair or marketplace she goes to, more soap. Anytime she goes to the mall or supermarket, another bar of soap. A lot of times she claims that she is helping small businesses, Which, in some cases, she is, but she doesn't need to help them that much. (laughs) She has a good job, and she earns money, and our finances are separate. So I can't exactly ask her to stop wasting her money on soap, because it is her money. I've tried to talk to her about this before, and she gets upset. And, for the most part, her points are valid. It's her money. It's not the worst thing to collect. It eventually gets used, and it's better than buying plastic bottles of soap. Sure, I get it but we probably have 50 plus bars of soap in our house right now, all of various scents and sizes and ingredients. It has gotten to a point where it is starting to cause big arguments because we need to save money for our wedding coming up and a house. We also want to get a dog, but I don't think we should have a dog running around when we have soap bars on almost every counter. And what about when we have kids? A lot of these soaps have poppy seeds or plants or other random things in them, which could really harm a baby or animal if they got into it. Sure, you could just say to be careful and keep an eye on the dog or baby, but the soap is even under our counters and in drawers. Seriously, I wish I could gather them all up and take a picture of them, but I wouldn't even begin to know exactly how to put them back. Then she'd ask why her soaps are all moved around, and I can't exactly be like, Well, babe, I had to ask Reddit what the hell I'm supposed to do about you and all this soap. (laughs) So, Reddit, what should I do? I can't handle looking at all this expensive soap for the rest of my life, knowing that each bar costs between $5 and $20. Lush is very expensive. (sighs) $20 is a lot for a bar of soap. If she used it all, or even got to almost the end and then threw it out, I'd be more understanding. But it seems like the bars of soap are multiplying every day. Please help me. (laughs) Okay. I mean, I kind of get her argument. It is her money. And if she wants to buy soap, she can buy soap. Hey, I bet he's glad now. (laughs) Now they've got all this soap in the house. You just wash your hands all day. Look at me, I'm not getting any viruses. 
So he edits and he did go around and count and there's 127 bars of soap in their house. Boy, that is too much. Like, I do kind of agree with it. It's better than spending all your money on hookers and blow, right? (laughs) But at the same time, that is excessive. That's excessive. As with anything that you collect, right? This is a collecting hobby more than a, I need to buy soap because I'm frightened that everything is dirty right, yeah which is good it's it's like a nice artisanal scent type situation and he does clarify right. in the comments that um or in an edit that he doesn't care about the soap just the fact that they're accumulating and it's starting to like affect the quality of life around the house because right there's like eight around the sink like that's a lot that's tons of soap there she's she makes a lot of good points it is her money she is helping small business and he acknowledges that yeah it's better than buying tons of plastic bottles but where does it stop yeah like when when there's nothing else <laughs> when there's nowhere nowhere else to put a bar of soap on a counter when i have become soap yeah and this is a weird one because it's it's not harmful to anybody yet. Right. He sees it, it's a danger, like a warning signs, early warning signs of like a hoarding situation. Yeah. And that's that's really the concern. I collect rubber ducks, which is a very incongruous thing about me that people would not <laughs> expect. Um, but I lo- rubber ducks are awesome. I love them. They're cute. They come in all kinds of like personalized styles. They're amazing. And... I was gifted, as part of uh, the Secret Santa program at my school, three rubber ducks, one of which is huge. It is massive. Like, it's bigger than my head. It is the largest rubber duck that you could buy. (laughs) Which brings my total of collected rubber ducks to roughly 15. Do I have all these rubber ducks out? No. I have four in my bathroom. I have three downstairs in the downstairs bathroom. And the rest of them I have put away in storage when we have a larger house i may display my rubber ducks but i'm not gonna get to the point where i have a hundred goddamn ducks (laughs) sitting around my house doing nothing yeah when i started going to conventions i was like oh my god i can get you know a figure of all of the favorite characters from all of the things like i was so overwhelmed and i was like oh i could get this this is cute this is good and then after like the third con i went to i was like okay if i buy this though where am i gonna put it because <laughs> people can yeah. get carried away there was just a post yesterday about some guy who has like thousands of funko pops mm, i started to get that way with funkos and my husband put a hard limit on the funkos i i limited myself i have four and one was given to me actually i think two were given to me i have a lot more than four <laughs> i but i i saw that in myself and i was like no i can only buy funko pops in person <laughs> at conventions and i'm still looking for uncle iroh i've been trying to get um overwatch ones Mm, yes but i also have a variety of batman ones that people have gifted me and i think i have three jokers three batman i've got uh christopher eccleston doctor like i can't even remember which ones i have because i have excellent choice of doctor (laughs) oh thank you it's the one where he's in his purple jumper with his sonic screwdriver not the green jumper with the banana which i'm still looking for and uh yeah i i am very i'm really picky about the ones that i get now because i don't want my house to be filled with funkos i try to keep i try to have like 
collections of them. So I have like a little Doctor Who collection and I have a little Batman collection and I have a little Overwatch collection. And if they're not in the collection, I do not buy them. (laughs) I, yeah, and for us it's a little bit easier because we have classrooms, right? So I can just put a shelf in and and have all my collectibles there. It's like having an extra room in your house. Yeah, it is. I have a Queen Elizabeth II Funko and she sits in my classroom looking out at all the kids. I have uh, actually bobbleheads in my classroom. Oh, cool. So I got the intelligence bobblehead from Fallout and then a a student gave me a Shakespeare bobblehead. (gasps) So good. He was just like cleaning stuff out and was like, oh, I'll give that to my English teacher. So that's sitting next to, and then in a, like a mystery box thing, I got a Palpatine. Ooh, that's super good. So that's like a very good combination for a teacher to have. <laughs> you do, you do have to have a limit on these things though. Otherwise your, your whole house is going to be filled with crap. And this is what has happened to this, this woman is she likes soap, but she, and soap is one of those things where you always think, oh, well, we need some soap. So I'll just get another bar. But you have yeah. to look at how many you have and think, actually, yeah, that's too much. I gotta stop. Yeah, I um, I also do have a lot of, like, beauty, personal care stuff, because people are always like, oh, here's a mask, here's some, like, yeah. soap from Bath & Body Works, here's some stuff from Lush or whatever as presents. So now I just have a cabinet that's filled with stuff, and I'm like, I'm not going to use a whole tube of a mud mask in a year. Like, I just am not. This is the other problem, though, is that when you collect something, people just buy it for you as a gift because it's a really easy present to buy. So likely all of her friends are thinking, oh, well, she really likes soap. So for Christmas, I'll get her some soap. But there's like five people thinking the same thing. Exactly. So every birthday, every Christmas, every anniversary, whatever, she's receiving at least five soaps by a, by a conservative estimate. You got to tell different people that you like different things. It's like, oh, I like owls. Oh, I like, you know, Pokemon to this person so that you get a variety. Yeah. Of stuff. <laughs> because once someone finds out that you like giraffes or whatever, you're going to get a giraffe every year. It's going to be every every year. That's the I thing. say as I ordered the giraffe me undies print for my sister who loves giraffes <laughs> yeah i ha- i went through a, a a huge cat phase when i was a child and literally everything i was given had a cat on it somewhere and mm-hmm. it got to the point where it was like if i get another goddamn cat calendar i'm gonna flip my lid this went till <laughs> when i was about my mum was still buying me cat calendars until i actually asked her to stop I think I was 21 when I asked her to stop buying me cat calendars because I didn't want to offend her by saying, hey, mom, I don't want a cat calendar anymore. But like, I just didn't want them. I didn't want them anymore. I was done. So I had to ask her. And then she was like, but I thought you liked cats. I'm like, I do like, <laughs> I do like cats, but I just, every year it's the same. You're going to make me not like yeah, them. Yeah, I can't, I can't look at another stupid cat calendar again, please. My aunt has a Betty Boop room in her house. Oh no, I hate that. I hate that so much. Because she started collecting them and then everybody was like, oh, I'll get you one of these. <sighs> and there was, uh, she volunteers a lot, but at one of the places she volunteers at, they had a claw machine mm. that had Betty Boops in it. Oh, so Jesus. she would get a couple and just do the claw machine and get some Betty Boops. And so now she has a Betty Boop room. <sighs> There is in her house. Well, once you get to the point where you have to have a dedicated room for that thing, it's too much. That's way too much. That might be a way to solve this problem, though. If the soaps all get collected up and there is a specific place for the soaps, 
So maybe get like a a um an airtight plastic container, put some um sheets of parchment or wax paper in between the layers, mm-hmm. or wrap all the soaps up in parchment or wax paper and actually properly store them like under a bathroom sink or in a garage or something like that, just somewhere where they're away. Mm-hmm. 99% of this problem is solved. You know what you could use is um Christmas ornament containers. Oh yeah, they're great. Yeah, you could put them individually separated now for people people in the uk we don't have christmas ornament containers so let me just describe what they look like because this is this is an all-american phenomenon that i discovered while i was here oh it's like a big plastic tub but it has plastic dividers inside it so you can like move the dividers and put your really expensive or nice glass ornaments separate from each other so they're not knocking about in the in the boxes when you're carrying them around and you can get them in like separated stacks of like as small as six, but as large as like forty-two. Um, and they're pretty cool. So if if you if you don't know what that looks like, that's what it looks like. It's like a big box with big plastic dividers in it. Yeah, my mom likes to get whenever they go on vacation or whatever for the year, um, she'll, or something that we did during the year. She'll get one Christmas ornament every year, so she's got like forty individual completely different christmas ornaments yeah my mom does that when she visits a new country or city she will buy a new christmas ornament so she's got like she's got a california one and a new york one from when my big sister used to live in new york so she's got uh, an ornament from each of the places where we live which uh and that's like one a year so that's also a nice (laughs) nice example of like boundary collecting yeah like because <laughs> that stuff like over an entire lifetime <sighs> yeah that i mean soap is used obviously so it's different but but yeah she needs she needs to curb this yes this is getting to the stage where this is going to be detrimental to their quality of life like because when when does the soap buying end so i think store them properly set a hard limit for okay this is how many soaps we're allowed to buy in a year um and if people buy you soaps, that means you're not allowed to buy one for yourself. That needs to be the way that, th- that this works. Until they are depleting the soap collection. Which they may have done so. <laughs> As of now, yeah. During the coronavirus. I bet she's standing going, see, I bet you're glad I bought these soaps now. Um, but yeah, this is, this is a bit too much. Yeah, and then maybe like, okay, you can have two to three soaps per sink. Right. You know, and then you, you the bowl of soaps on the toilet, the decorative soaps, and that's what you get. And then you have to deplete them. But that means that if if you're doing that, that means that you can actually invest in really nice soap rather than buying a whole bunch of like $5 soaps all the time. If you're buying 12 soaps a year, you can get super nice soap, which might be, you know, a better way to do it. Yeah, and I say this as someone who loves Lush. Is she needs to not. She needs to limit the amount of times she is allowed to visit Lush for like yeah. a month, once a month. Because honestly, that stuff is expensive. Like my average cost when I go there is not less than sixty dollars. Yeah, it's really expensive. I used to get Lush gifts for people for Christmas and things, um, but only people who I really liked. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was just, oh uh, yeah, way too much. Yeah, those bath bombs can stain your bath, though. You gotta be careful. Oh, yeah. I our bathtub is. T- I'm very tall. <laughs> you are. In- you are incredibly tall, like an Amazon. <laughs> yeah, um, and I'm. I'm very jealous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you can take a bath. So <laughs> I don't have a bath in my house, which oh, really? is also disappointing. 
Um, that's one of the things we're looking for during during house buying is I would like a bath. <laughs> Get one of those jacuzzi baths. Okay, that's off topic. But okay, yeah, that's why off topic. <laughs> but yeah, he needs to sit down and be like, I know it's your money because it is, and he's having he has a very healthy response to this. Yes, I know it's your money, um, and you know you can spend your money how you want, but we are struggling a little bit because he says in the edit they have a nice apartment, but we still struggle with bills. So right. maybe we can like, uh, you know, give you an allowance for how much. So if you, you know, go get stuff on sale, <laughs> then you yeah. can buy more soaps. I think once you once you frame it like that, hey, I know it's your money and you can spend it on what you want, but we have these bills to pay, and right now we're not going to make it. So we have to just watch what we're buying so the soap is gonna have to be one of the luxuries we give up framing it like that is i think a good starter for getting her used to not buying the soaps because there is an actual need it's not him just going i hate that you have all these soaps it's hey you can buy soap if you want but we have to pay the electric and that's how much this costs so i think once that cost is established I don't think she really realizes how much money she's spending on the soaps. Yeah, she needs to sit down and like parse it out. And then like I'm at the point right now where if I finish like a face wash or <laughs> like a shampoo, then I'm like, yes, I accomplished something. I get to throw yes. this old one away and take one out of the cabinet. And now we have more space. Like it's very just using soap feels accomplished. So she needs to get in that mindset and spend down her current collection before she buys more. And when they buy new soap, they should decide whether or not they like that soap. Yeah. Because then then you stop spending money on low-quality soaps that actually aren't good for your skin or your hands, and you can start curating your collection. You could be like, okay, I really liked this one that was high in shea butter, but this coconut one dried my hands right out. So no more coconut soaps. I'm. I just want to note. I'm trying really hard right now not to open a tab in my browser and go to Lush. <laughs> I I commend your restraint. Literally have a whole. We have three. No, two shelves in the hall closet with just stuff, and I need to get rid of them. But anyway, this isn't about me. <laughs> <laughs> Is it not? Do we need to talk? Is this an intervention? Okay. So yeah, boundaries boundaries just got to set some healthy boundaries for good reasons like there's nothing worse than setting a boundary and then it seems arbitrary yeah yeah so set a, set a hard price limit and, and go from there it's not like dog guy who's just like i don't like it he's yeah. like actually has a concern okay so this is the one i was gonna do last week but we didn't have time for okay. it is a guest spot we have a guest on the show because this is from today i fucked up Oh, yeah. And um, this is from five years ago, but it is a classic. And I've seen it like three times in the last week. And I'm like, dang it, I wish I had talked about it on the pod. Today I fucked up by enraging the parents of my girlfriend by pretending to not know what a potato is. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you do that? Uh, I'm kind of annoyed already. <laughs> Let me tell you that I've made a bad mistake this evening. My girlfriend, who let me tell you is only my second girlfriend of all time, said I am, quote, invited to dinner with her and her parents. I don't know why he put that in quotation marks. I was very aghast, nervous, and bashful to be invited to such a situation, but I knew it must be done. 
I met them nicely, I should tell you, and it started off in a good way. The idea slapped my mind that I could do a comic bit to make a good impression and become known to them as the person who is amusing. When I saw that baked potatoes were served, I got the idea that it would be very good if I pretended to not know what potatoes were. That would be funny. Well, let me tell you. Backfired on my face. I'll tell you how. So first, when the potato became on my plate, I acted very interesting. I showed an expression on my face so as to seem that I was confused, astounded, but in a restrained way, curious and interested. They did notice and seemed confused, but did not remark. So I asked, this looks very interesting. What is it? They stared at me and the mother said, it's a baked potato. (laughs) I said, oh, interesting, a baked, what is it again? And she was like, a potato. And I was like, a potato. Oh, interesting. Never heard of a potato. Looks pretty good. And they didn't see I was clowning, but thought I really did not know what is a potato. So I knew I would be very shamed, humiliated, depressed, and disgusted if I admitted to making a bad joke. So what I did was to act as if it was not a joke, but I committed to the act of pretending I didn't know what a potato is. They asked me, very incredulous, did I really not know what a potato is? I had never heard of a potato. I went with it and told them yes. I did not even hear of a potato. Not only had I never eaten a potato, I had never heard the word potato. This went on for a bit, and my girlfriend was acting very confused and embarrassed by my fucked up antics. And then the more insistent I was about not knowing what a potato is, when the parents started thinking I did know what a potato was. Well, let me tell you, I had to commit 100% at this point. When I would not admit to knowing what a potato was, the father became especially annoyed. At one point, he said something like, enough is enough. You're fucking with us. Admit it. And I said, sir, before today, I have never heard of a potato. I still don't know what a potato is other than some kind of food. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) Well, let me tell you, he got very annoyed. I decided to take a bite of the potato. And when I did, I made a high-pitched noise and said, tastes very strange. And this is when the father started yelling at me. The mother kept saying, what are you doing? And my girlfriend went to some other room. Finally, the father said I should get the fuck out of his house and said it was irrational to treat me like this because I never heard of a potato before. Well, let me tell you, he didn't take that kindly. Now in text messages, I've been telling my girlfriend, I really don't know what a potato is. The only way I can ever get this get out of this is for them to buy that I don't know what a potato is. I wish I never started it, but I can't go back. I think she will break up with me anyway. What? Why did you do this? <laughs> like, l- just shooting himself in the foot. Why also, would you do that? I also don't understand the parents getting so pissed, because I would chuckle, assume it's a bit, and then move on. Like, uh, See, I kind of understand why they're mad, because they've invited him for dinner, they're trying to see if he's, like, a nice person who their daughter is you know suited for and he's pissing about like a child pretending he doesn't know what a goddamn potato is i'd be mad i'd be mad that that's kind of insulting to go to somebody else's house and pull that kind of prank when they're feeding you and trying to be nice and good hosts i guess it's one of those where it really depends on the delivery yeah as long as he um is delivering it in in a way that is actually funny then he's good but if it's not and he's just insist he's just lying i have no idea why he doubled down on it yeah there was a point where he could have gone that was a really funny joke and everybody would be like oh yeah that was pretty pretty funny but that's just bizarre behavior and and then he then he feels like he's gone so far he has to actually tell his 
girlfriend that he doesn't know what a potato is. The top comment says, invite your girlfriend to meet your parents. Have your father take her aside and ask if potatoes were served at the dinner with her parents. When she says yes, have him look alarmed, mutter something about wanting to keep them from him, and then never mention it again. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's funny. Oh, that is funny. (laughs) But yeah, that's... It was a poorly planned goof, because it just, like, came into his brain. And just an odd thing to do at dinner. Yeah. I just... I. I don't understand what he was trying to accomplish. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it seems like something that just, like, came into his head and then he was just like, okay, this is me now. Like, (laughs) I have committed and I can never change my mind. Changing my mind is impossible. Rita, you can always change your mind. (laughs) It sounds like he was obviously very nervous. He's probably, like, 16, 17. I can understand being nervous, but that's... His uh, username is not no potato. Which <laughs> like. Oh dear. I just, mm, that is peculiar. I worry for him. I hope he's okay. <laughs> yeah. He has two comments on this, and one is, I has enjoyment of the reference. I think he's running his responses through Google Translate. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, someone said, this was just mentioned on BBC Radio 1. <laughs> <laughs> And he said what remarks were declared. So, sounds like Google Translate. But still, very funny. Funny for us, not for him. Yeah, and and if he's not English as a first language, if he's in another culture, like, that might be the reason why the parents got so aggravated. Yeah. Is, you know, cultural perceptions of how you should behave at dinner. Well, actually, I, I, I think it was probably from the same culture because if he was from a different culture would they just be like oh they don't have potatoes in whatever country no yeah they would probably assume like oh okay they don't have potatoes where you're from done the end so i think he's he is yeah of the same culture as the parents yeah which i realized it wasn't what you were trying to say (laughs) yeah but yeah i i that is just a very strange thing to do are you okay op i'd like to hear from you five years on to see how this this has affected your life and your perception of relationships. Call me. It's so weird the stuff that news outlets will call you about. Like, I listen to a podcast, um, and on the podcast they told a story about, like, uh, the host was at an Airbnb with his family, and he saw mm-hmm. ghosts in the kitchen. And he got, he d- has done, like, eight to ten interviews on this topic. Like, what? Like, yeah, the a bunch of news stations, like, called him up. I think, like, some morning news. I, I can't understand being that slow of a news day. Everything well, is happening. both of my parents used to work in journalism, and there is a concept known as the dead donkey. And the dead donkey is the story that you put on at the very end of the news that is lighthearted or wholesome or strange um, to kind of cleanse the palate after after the news day so it's the very last thing that they put on that's probably how they're trying to fill the dead donkeys right now (laughs) is listening to podcasts and finding odd stories and going ah we could run that that's kind of interesting so yeah that's that's an actual thing if you don't believe me next time you watch your local news station you'll see it and you'll see it every day (laughs) yeah and what, what gets me it was on their patreon tier so, so I, I think one <laughs> journalist picked it up and then a bunch of other people are like, can we interview you about this? That's so strange. <laughs> Man. Yeah. So this guy, I hope he's doing well. He's probably not still with this girl. 
I'm thinking about you, potato guy. So this um, also came out around the same time as the whole, like, in Latvia, there are no potatoes joke was around Oh. So it was probably boosted by this. It has 22k upvotes. Man, I forgot about in Latvia, there are no potatoes. And I'm surprised there aren't any Latvia jokes in the comments that I see. Because everybody's just like, dude, how stupid are you? <laughs> Everyone's just, like, too flabbergasted by how much of an idiot he is to yeah. uh, make a joke. Damn. Simpler times. Oh, here it is. <laughs> it doesn't seem like a keeper if she can't handle a good old-fashioned potato joke response. She was from Latvia. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Man, I miss the old internet. Better times. Five years ago. It was a place I understood. Yeah. Maybe I'm just old now. I'm 30, so I guess I'm just old now, and I don't understand the memes. <laughs> and the children and the youths it's too much all right i got one more let's do it am i the asshole for explaining to my son that he needs to put his foot down about being in the delivery room for the birth of his child hmm. <laughs> as i was reading that title i was thinking about your dead donkey thing and i am not doing that right now <laughs> just save the potato for the end uh, i'm gonna start doing that now you guys <laughs> yeah you gotta save the dead donkeys now we're gonna be actual journalists doing actual news see because what'll happen is like last week i did save it for last and i skipped it because i we didn't have enough time but now this one's a shit show and i'm like we need to talk about this <laughs> okay let's go my son and his wife are expecting their first child next month and this is uh for context about a month ago the, okay this post is happening so, Happy birthday, child. Yeah. And of course, my wife and I couldn't be happier about it. This weekend, my son was helping me with some yard work six feet apart, and we started talking about the delivery. I asked if he was nervous, and he said, I am nervous for her, but kind of relieved I'll be in the waiting room. I was dumbfounded, and he said that when he and his wife discussed it, she expressed that she would highly prefer just having her mother in the room, but that she, of course, wouldn't stop him if he felt strongly about being there instead, since due to the virus, she can only have one person in the room with her. He insisted he was indifferent about witnessing the birth and wanted wanted to respect his wife's preference, like a healthy person. Like a good <laughs> husband who cares. I explained that this is not okay. He needs to be there. He got frustrated with me and said that his wife is a private person, that she's very close to her mother, and that she says she'll be best comforted by someone who's already done it three times and will know how things should go. I'll admit I rolled my eyes at that. Oh my god. I tried to tell him that the days he and his sister were born were the best days of my life, and the memory would be nothing if I just walked into the room post birth and got handed a fresh clean baby helping my wife through the birth cemented our partnership as a couple and as parents being the one to cut the cords being an equal part in the birth <laughs> an equal part in the birthing process no it isn't <laughs> is so important as a dad it's a huge part of your bond with the baby so okay so this is like fine I mean he's not equal but he's like I want to help her through this and and strengthen our bonds but wait like how much help can a dude in a in a an emergency in a, in a in a labor ward actually be aside from holding your hand and telling you to breathe yeah which you're doing anyway cuz you know and like he said the her mom's done it 3 times so she would feel comfortable i probably would feel the same way i uh, yeah i tried to explain that not only will it be very hard for him to bond with the baby if he doesn't witness the birth lies he needs to be there to ensure that his rights are protected lies apparently they're they've already been arguing about her wanting to be doped up for the birth because she can't handle pain and if it's just her mom in the room he won't be able to ensure that she doesn't overrule him with the epidural overrule it's her goddamn body she's pushing the baby out let her have as many drugs as she wants <laughs> 
And although it's tough to think about the worst case scenario, he needs to be one in the room if things go wrong. If huge medical decisions need to be made and someone needs to choose if the doctors will save his wife or his baby, what? of course his mother-in-law will insist on saving her baby instead of his. He needs to be able to be there. Th well, they would come out of the room and ask him. <laughs> yeah, they would. Like, like, I don't know, I don't know what this guy thinks will happen. I think if... right now the rules are that he has to be outside, but like, call him? I yeah, don't. he has a phone. <laughs> He's not going to be there. He's not in jail. His mother-in-law is a human being too and can make decisions. I'm so baffled. After I offered to call his wife to explain the situation to her no. as a father who's been through it twice, we ended up getting a bit heated and he left. I've called a few times, but he won't answer. My wife says she doesn't want to get involved, but that he told her, that he doesn't want to talk to me until I apologize. I still don't know for what! <laughs> Three exclamation points. I called his wife to try and get a straight story from her about the extent to which she'd pressured him to cave and agreed to what? wait outside, and she just swore at me and said, quote, meddlesome shit like this is what keeps us from being close. I'm honestly dumbfounded. Am I seriously the asshole for explaining to my son how important it is to witness the birth of his child? Yes, because you're completely negating the feelings of the person who's actually shoving the baby out. <laughs> like, literally, the part that gets me is like, you need to be there so that you can murder your wife if needed. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I didn't even think about that. That's hilarious. Like, I don't know. Uh, what planet is this guy on? Honestly, he thinks that she's... What is his problem with the pain meds? I don't get that. Is it just that she doesn't want... She does. She wants them and the husband doesn't want her to have them? No, I don't think the husband has a problem with it. So why is that an issue? Oh, oh. No, they've already been arguing about her wanting to be doped up for the birth. Okay. Huh. That's concerning. I mean, I don't... I... We obviously can't trust this narrator, but like... Yeah, there's no, to my knowledge, correct me if I'm wrong, there's no connection between, like, development or anything like that if the mother has drugs during the birth. It's just that the baby will come out a little bit more lethargic, but the behavior will be normal after, like, a couple of hours. I mean, I'm assuming that's the case. My big sister is training to be a midwife, so I'll ask her when we when that's we come cool. off air. And she, she'll know the answer. But I if there's nothing really terrible that could happen if she took the drugs like i don't it's just an odd thing to 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 argue about really yeah if if my partner was having a baby i would be like whatever you want yeah do it <laughs> whatever makes you the most comfortable all the drugs i don't know if i've said this on air before but um when i was born my mom got an epidural and it was like a really easy birth it was a really long labor like 30 hours but then when the actual God birth damn. started uh it was easy so when my sister was born she was like oh this will be you know what don't give me the drugs this time and then <laughs> At a certain point, she's like, I changed my mind. Give me the drugs. And they're like, we're sorry. It's too late now. We can't. Oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah. That's awful. Uh, my mom has done both and she would prefer the drugs. So. I don't know. I, anybody who has a baby and does not have all the, all the painkillers offered, I salute you. Because I don't know, I don't know how. I have a very low pain threshold. If you flick my ear, I'll cry. Like, it, it's... It's stupid how little pain tolerance I have. Probably 
the instant anything started happening, I'd be like, I need morphine, like, right now. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I get really bad, like, psychosomatic symptoms. We got tested for the Rona and we were negative, but I was still feeling, like, chest tightness and stuff. Right. And I would imagine that if I got... It would be bad either way, both getting the drugs and not getting the drugs. But getting the drugs, I would be, like, mess with my head because I wouldn't be able to tell what's going on. I would want to be as out of it as possible. I would not want to be in that room, like, at all. I would like to basically knock me out wake me up oh there's a baby great i did it that would be the best case scenario yeah yeah <laughs> aka adoption yeah close my eyes open my eyes congratulations yes success did it that would be amazing if that was possible i might consider it but no just awful it, the worst part about this is the dad is so relentlessly pushy about it and then he's bothering them afterwards yeah the the wife is going through a lot of stress right now i can't imagine people who are pregnant being pregnant during a quarantine during a pandemic like that must be the worst you know mindfuck you've ever experienced everything must be frightening to you right now for then some old fart to be telling your husband, oh, you need to put your foot down about being in the birth and she's not allowed to have any drugs and you have to cut the cord. I'd be like, bitch, this is none of your concern. Yeah, like, especially in a pandemic when it's like a special situation, like maybe there can be two people in the future, or he could be right outside or someone could be right outside right. In, with future kids. But like, it's an odd situation for everyone and it's even scarier now going to a hospital so she needs to be as comfortable as possible but also the husband isn't bothered he's like i don't really want to be in there no i wouldn't want to see my wife get literally sliced in half and shit on a bed <laughs> like that's <laughs> people don't want to see that who wants to see that nobody wants to see that so it's just how can you be so ignorant of other people's feelings yeah and just like he the son seems to have a healthy an incredibly healthy response to the situation yeah he's like she wants to do this and i'm gonna let her do this and also that's her preference you know yeah i am a little concerned about his fighting with her about the epidural but it seems like i mean obviously he's not going to be in the room but it seems like that might be <laughs> some misinformation or just a holdover from being raised by an asshole yeah, I just don't understand. It, it could be a red flag for anti-vax. Mm. Well, no, not necessarily. My, which is weird because like my family's not anti-vax, but they're standing on the edge of that cliff. And right. you know, like I said, my mom got the epidural. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that but that's what it reminds me of. Mm -hmm. Really, like being so concerned about that is troubling to me. If they weren't safe, or at least safer than the alternative. Hospitals wouldn't give them to you, so... I'm looking up now the, the side effects of epidurals, but this is called AmericanPregnancy.org, so I'm immediately suspicious of them. <laughs> give me a real doctor, please. Yeah, it's like planning. I think it's a it's a anti-abortion website. Oh, God. Because it has planning, adoption, birth and beyond, getting pregnant, labor and birth. Doesn't have any, like, other resources. Oof. Oof. But it says that they're fine. They can't lie about two things on one website. That would be ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So it sounds like they've got it handled. They're just not, not talking to him. I mean, that's what I'd do. Yeah. I'd just stop talking to him. I like how the wife is just like, man, this is why we don't call you as much. Like, just being real here. 
Damn. Yeah. I feel bad for his wife. Yeah, I feel bad for her. Jesus. If Okay, if you're having a baby and you lay out your birth plan to your partner, if they start trying to push back on you, shut that shit down. You do what you want. Yeah. And all those people who go around saying, oh, if you have a cesarean, you're not a real mother. Cut that shit out. Cesarean section saved the lives of, I think, both of my sisters. Millions of other people, I'm sure. Cut that shit out. So, yeah, I I am 100% behind uh, the wife in this situation. Yeah, you. next time he calls, just curse him out again. Just keep doing it <laughs> until he apologizes. Yep, because it sounds like he really cares about family. So he'll probably cave eventually, even if he doesn't mean it. He'll start complaining. He'll start complaining about the baby names next. That'll be the next thing. Nothing's going to be good enough for this guy. Yeah. Yeah, that's... That's lame. Well, that's what we're ending on. <laughs> Should have ended on the potatoes. Well, yeah, let's just think about the potatoes. Let's think about our previous dead donkey and, uh, and, and keep that in our memories and hearts. I do have a funny one for next week I'll end on and a short too. Okay. So no matter what. <laughs> we'll have a dead donkey next week. Yes. Or a dead rat. That's your teaser. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So just stop bothering people. With your stupid <laughs> bad opinions about dogs giving birth. Soap guy, so, you're okay. You're okay. <laughs> he just needed a little help on how to talk to her about her potential hoarding. <laughs> he just needed to wrap it up in a nice bow and present that. Yeah. So where can people find you on the internet? <laughs> uh, you can find me at Esme underscore C underscore nose, as in knows lots of things, on Twitter. Uh, you can also find the podcast on Facebook, R the Letter, U the Letter, Serious Podcast. Um, I have been getting requests about um, dry cleaning issues. Hit me up. <laughs> Hit me up. I will, I will save all your clothes, I promise. Um, all your money back. And um, <laughs> yeah, no, please do send me issues that you have with your with your clothing problems and I will try to solve them as best as I can. Uh, where can we find you, Morgan? I am at Morgan underscore Slay on Twitter, and you can find our podcast at R the letter U the word Serious Pod on Twitter, and also that same thing at gmail.com. <laughs> really uh, not going to mess it up this week. It's R the letter Yay. U the word Serious Pod at gmail.com. What I want is recipes of potatoes where you oh. cannot tell that they are potatoes. I love potatoes. Potatoes are just so good it's the bread of the soil <laughs> dirt bread dirt bread i love dirt bread <laughs>